The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from Dallas Cowboys Training Camp in Oxnard, California. Street and now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, John Mashoda, and Kyle Yeomans. For the first time in 2023, even though it might be a preseason, it's for the first victory Monday of 2023, everybody. <laughs> I was like, where they got a win. <laughs> How about that? Is it's uh, yeah, it's not as exciting, I guess, as a regular victory Monday. But welcome in nonetheless to a victory Monday edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys, alongside Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, John Machota. I'm Kyle Yeomans with Chris Beam, of course, running everything in the back. There it is. Go. There's the music. Beaton's on top of it. The Cowboys get the win 31-16 on Saturday night against the Las Vegas Raiders in front of Tom Brady and company, uh, who is, of course, in the ownership group with the Raiders. Tom Brady said, ruin their night uh, to his quarterbacks before walking out of the tunnel, and instead, Will Greer goes and ruins the Raiders' night. Uh, had really his best career performance, even though it might have been in a preseason action. We're going to get into Will Greer. We'll get into the reason why Will Greer is a talking point at this point in time. But I want to start with the thoughts around the game. John, what did you think about the Cowboys and the way that they fared in that final preseason matchup? I mean, obviously, Will Greer looked great. Uh, he had a lot of motivation, so it's not a huge surprise that he he played well. That would probably be my biggest takeaway. Second is probably it was entertaining to see Dak Prescott call plays. Uh, just to see him on the sideline doing that seemed like it was probably more into the game than he would have been if he wasn't doing that. And then I'd say probably Hunter Lipke. That would probably be the the other big one. But we knew going in that Lipke and, and Greer were going to play a ton. So uh, it's tough to balance, like, okay, how much does this mean? Like, for example, like Dak, you know, calling the plays, having success with it. You're kind of sitting there and you're like, Oh, yeah, like there's a lot of people that are probably like, oh, he could probably do this on Sundays. And he was yeah. quick to say after the game, like, no, nah, I mean, they were running three coverages. This this wasn't like a regular season game or anything like that. But it still made it a lot more entertaining for a game where you knew the starters weren't going to play. Yeah, and you really kind of got to see uh, uh, that was just pure Will Greer, Nick. I mean, the fact that the, the, the emotion was high, of course, the Cowboys trading a fourth-round pick for Trey Lance on Friday, and that, that was really the talking point. We'll dive into Trey Lance in a couple moments. But, I mean, you could see the emotions even after the game. You were right in the middle of it uh, in the post-game press conference or post-game open locker room, and he he was about as emotional as you could get following a performance like that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'll say the performance reminded me of when he was a senior at West Virginia walking into Austin, Texas, and coming back down, I believe it was 17, and winning that game and uh, scoring the winning two-point conversion and just going horns <laughs> down. But, uh, no, it, it was really fun to see Will back in in his elite form, man. He was so good on, on, Saturday, on Saturday night. And I was kind of watching the highlights back last night, man. There's, there's a fit for him in this league somewhere, and I think he could be a really good backup somewhere. But talk 
talking about the emotion, he, he was he was very emotional because he had gotten a lot really close with these guys. Uh, Dak Prescott, he had mentioned, you know, by name, of course, uh, Cooper Rush. Uh, that entire quarterback room was really close knit, and, and while they were competitive, they were they were brothers with each other, and so you, you could see the emotion and Will just having to walk away from those guys, uh, which is tough. But um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to see where he lands this week because I know he'll land somewhere. I'm looking up on the screen and I'm seeing Dak Prescott being interviewed post game, and Nick Harris is in the corner of that shot as oh, well on NFL Network. I took Network. a picture of that earlier. I meant Did to you? you guys. <laughs> what were your takeaways from from Saturday's win, Isaiah? Great, great job again, by the way, in the booth. Got a chance to look at it. Oh yeah, there you go. Oh, there it is very nice. Goodness, that's right. I got to be better about my facial expressions. You got to smile a little bit. <laughs> got to fake it till you make it. Uh, no, thanks, KY. But um, I was just happy and proud of Will Greer because people forget. People forget really quickly in this industry. And Will Greer was in competition, in real competition, and was actually leading the competition to be the backup quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys just a year ago. Mm -hmm. And had it not been for his injury, he probably would have beat out Cooper Rush last preseason. It didn't work out that way, right? And the league is the league, and things happen the way they happen. But – what you saw on Saturday night is what he's fully capable of. Nobody questions whether or not Will Greer is smart enough. Nobody questions whether or not Will Greer has the the attributes in terms of ability to run or ability to throw. Um, nobody has those questions. All the questions regarding Will Greer was always his decision-making. Always. And that is fully in his power to be able to correct at any point in time in his life. Yeah. And he corrected that on Saturday night. He made the right choices. He made the right decisions. He took the easy plays. He took the dump downs. He took the flat routes. He made he, he allowed his guys to go out there and make plays for him. And because of that, his stat line was absolutely insane. Um, his ability to use his legs, guess what? That's what he does. That's natural for him. Throwing on, on the run, getting out the pocket, bootlegs. Those things are all things that are, he's capable of doing every single time he touches the field. He just made the right decisions. Um, so it's kind of... It's awesome for him that he did that on that platform, but it sucks because if he had he done this before, he yeah. wouldn't be in this position. See, I kind of make the argument that he didn't even have any say in it at all. Yeah, I really honestly don't think it mattered about training camp the preseason. The only chance he was going to have to like make a meaningful impact on this team was to be the backup, and the only way that was happening was on an injury. And the only reason I say that is because he's not replacing Dak, and I'm sorry, there's just nothing you're going to do in Oxnard. There's nothing you're going to do in these preseason games that are going to make me go – yeah, let's get rid of the guy that's 5-1 and one as a starter, stepping in in a backup situation. That's the thing about Cooper Rush. Like, yeah, he doesn't wow you with a lot of things, but to go 5-1 and one as a starter, uh, and it's not like any of those where like he had a lot, like a big heads up, like having about to be the starter. And it wasn't like he just beat all bad teams. I mean, yeah. there were some good teams, the Bengals, the Rams before everybody got hurt two years ago against Minnesota. Like, you're not going to sit there and go away from that just because you're just like, yeah, you know, we could have a stronger arm. Yeah, we could have a guy that's a little bit. No, that is exactly what you want in a, in a backup quarterback. The other thing, and as I, obviously we'll get into uh, the addition on their team, the other problem that for, for Will Greer is his age because he's 28, Cooper Rush is 29, about to be 30, and Dak is 30. And when you are all in that clump, like, like if Will Greer is 22, 23, well, first of all, they're not making the trade that we're going to talk about. And second of all, he's yeah. still going to be on, on this team. But it's because they're all in kind of that same clump together. But, I mean, to your guys' point, I mean, there's no question that he can play in this league. It just he kind of got in a tough spot where, let's be honest, like two years ago, we never thought Cooper Rush would get into games and play as well as he has. If you just go off of preseason 
and uh, training camp practices, you never would have been like, oh, yeah, no, I could tell. Yeah, I remember uh, third practice in pads. <laughs> Rush looked like he was ready. You never saw that. Yeah. You never saw it. And, and uh, in a way, it's kind of like Dak, too. Like, there were a ton of those practices with Jamil Showers. You never were like, oh, no, no, this guy, uh, Kelmore is going to get hurt, and he'll take Tony's job. Like, nobody was saying that at the time. <laughs> What happens in the games to me it just is, is matters so much more. So, w- with that being said, it, you you talked about how Will Greer had little to no say over the the quarterback depth chart. If he plays like he did on Saturday <laughs> in the preseason, the first two games against Seattle and against uh, Jacksonville in Week One, do they make the trade for Trey Lance? Do they even go out and make it, or was the value too good there for the Cowboys in a fourth round pick, a former top? of uh, uh, top three overall selection in the NFL draft back in 2021. Was the value too good there to pass up, period, no matter how your backup quarterbacks played? I would say the majority of people would say they don't make the trade. They stick with them if that happened. Sure. But the majority of people don't matter. The only person that matters at the end of the day is Jerry Jones. Mm. And the fact that Trey Lance was a third overall pick, that they had a high second-round grade on him and looked at him as a potential future starter in the NFL. I just think that that was like just too much of a yeah. like thing that Jerry was not going to pass up on. When he sits there and talks before that game about how we'd, I, we just didn't want to hang up the phone, well, when Jerry's committed to like that, he's not going to lose, lose out on a deal. No. And so I think Trey Lance becoming available is, is a key part in that too because, again, if that doesn't happen, Will Greer is clearly still here. He's not going anywhere. But because he became available and Jerry fell in love with that – Really, at the end of the day, it's only about what he thought, you know. You could have a bunch of the scouts telling him, like, no, I, I think there's still some upside here with Greer. But if Jerry wants to do it, Jerry's going to do it. And Jerry was talking about it pregame, and he said that he had been wanting to get a developmental quarterback and with Dak Prescott, uh, and, and at least for the last three years. He had talked about wanting to go get Jalen Hurts. Uh, it, it looked like he wanted to use the third-round pick on him, but it, he got picked, I, I believe, two or three spots after Trayvon Diggs, so that didn't work out So when way. Jerry says that, too, by the way, yeah. that's like third, fourth round. <laughs> that's not like that's not like oh yeah. we were right there. It sounds good as a story, yep. especially yep. right now because Jalen Hurts has far exceeded what you thought he was going to be. But the Cowboys have shown you that they were not taking second round qu- quarterbacks, yep. Yep. and and they certainly weren't going to take him over Trayvon Diggs. So when they say that, it's also like, you know, Dak could have went in the second round and been like, well, we really like Dak too. You like Dak in the fourth round? Like it was not going to be. It's pick, not yeah. like it's yeah. real yeah. close. Yeah. Like oh, they got our guy right before us or something like that. Like how you can make the case for when they tried to trade up, get Paxton Lynch when they they wanted Connor Cook. You know, so yeah. so those are that's a little bit closer. But I just think that him and he wouldn't say Jalen Hurts' his name. He just kept saying <laughs> Philadelphia quarterback. Yeah, I'm just kind of like. The, I just where that team was at. They were not taking him anywhere in the second right. round. Maybe the third. Maybe. But I find it very hard to believe that they were going to take him anywhere close to yeah. where Philly. Because I, I remember when it happened, it was a surprise that Philly took him there. Like it, like Jalen Hurts, certainly everyone thought was going to be an NFL quarterback, but not to the level that he's become. No, you know? no, they, he was a winner. It was kind of it was very similar to Dak Prescott. Right. Won a lot in the SEC. Was was it a program where he was really the leader, the the unquestioned leader, and then took a step at Oklahoma, where yeah, you're like oh wow, he went even back to the Big Twelve. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So uh, I, I think. There's there's levels to it with this Trey Lance deal because it's not only just a backup quarterback. If you're looking at trading a fourth-round pick for Trey Lance because it's for a backup quarterback, you're not looking at this situation the right way at all. You're looking at it as, okay, developmental potential starter in the league, high value, potential comp pick coming if he if he doesn't necessarily play a whole lot here but he signs elsewhere as a number three overall pick. That's a very high probability, even three or four years down the line. If he signs elsewhere plays a significant amount of snaps, then all of a sudden that fourth-round pick comes right back to you in the form of a compensatory pick. There are levels to this, but also negotiation. 
in there too with Dak Prescott uh, as contract questions come up here in the next couple of months or really once the season comes to a close. Isaiah, from a X's and O's standpoint, though, what do you like about the trade made for Trey Lance and, and what the Cowboys did by going out and getting a guy that not only was highly touted enough to go number three overall in the draft, but also somebody that's young enough to grow and to learn underneath a guy like Dak Prescott? I think it's a great pickup for them I, from a number of standpoints. Not only, number one, you look at age. We just, we just touched on that a little bit. He's a young, young quarterback that doesn't have a lot of experience. I mean, he has, you know, obviously one year before coming into the league, really, um, and then a couple years in the league, so where he really didn't touch the field. So you talk about somebody who's raw, who's still moldable. You don't really have to tear down a bunch of bad habits. Um, I think that's a great situation to be in for the, for the Cowboys. Obviously, he comes into a, a situation with Coach McCarthy where he knows how to take care of quarterbacks and develop quarterbacks. You put him in a room where he's now doesn't have the pressure of and expectation of being a starter. Um, and he gets be behind somebody who approaches the game the way as Dak does. And also, he fits the mold of what you're doing offensively right now. I mean, the reality is Cooper Rush is a, is a sure thing, and he's a safe thing, but he doesn't. his style of play doesn't fit what they like to do. Right now, you have to change your offense if Cooper Rush comes into the game. There's things that you just can't do. Any team, I don't care, I mean, regardless of how good you, the, you know your backup quarterback might be, you would prefer – to have your backup be able to execute and play the same style of ball as your starter does. And that's what Trey Lance possesses those same attributes as a Dak Prescott, if not more in terms of athletic ability. So those are all positive things. And then obviously the things that, that Kyle's kind of alluded to, they just got out of a, out of a situation with Zach Martin where they didn't have any leverage. Yep. They had zero leverage. Zach Martin was like, go ahead, let, let the guys play. You know, the guys that are behind the starters, they're not they're not even in the same hemisphere as me, right? You don't as an organization, you want to make sure not only that you fortify your room, all the things that we're hearing from ownership, you want to fortify your room, have a solid QB room. There's not enough QBs to go around in this league. There's high value. We get it. Also, on the business end, when it comes time to sit down and have conversations with Dak, as as smooth as everybody would like it to to go, it may not go as smooth as they'd like it to go. And they need some kind of leverage as well on their end to say, well, if you want to play this way, then we still have this that has developed into whatever they are expecting him to be, Trey Lance, that is, um, at that given point in time. So number of things, but I think it's a great pick. If you're going to spend – you spend everybody's up here complaining about it. You spend a fourth-round pick on Dak Prescott. Nobody's complaining. You just spend a fourth-round pick on mm-hmm. Trey Lance. Yeah. I don't understand what the conversation is. The only thing on the leverage thing for me is that I do think they'll get a, a new deal done with Dak – yeah. But, but between now and uh, whatever, six months from now. Um, and so I don't think Trey Lance is going to be able to do much on the field to make you think that he's anything more than the guy that couldn't beat out Brock Purdy mm-hmm. and couldn't beat out Sam Darnold. So I don't know that there's much leverage between now and when that happens. I mean, so Jerry's quote on this was, uh, candidly, I don't want to plan on, count on, or wish for help from him this year. So if you're not getting any help from him this year— so the only way I would see that it would be, you know, substantial leverage would be is if Dak got hurt and let's say Cooper Rush stepped in and they were just like, mm-hmm. it just kind of, there was nothing there. And it just was kind of, which to be honest with you, I, I think that Cooper Rush is in even a better situation now than when he stepped in before, just because the way he plays, just don't turn the ball over, just be safe, plays right into what this Dallas defense has. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Look at the only game out of those, when he's gone 5-1 to start, the only one he lost is the one when he threw the three picks against Philadelphia. 
and how close that game ended up being in the end. If he just takes care of the ball, who knows? Maybe they win that game too. Maybe he's you know six and zero as a starter. So, but let's just say hypothetically, if something like that was to happen, and then Lance gets in, and you're just like, whoa. Like, this kid's got it. He just didn't get the chance. You he know? just clicks for him. Right. Yeah. But the other issue you run into even there is, like, he's got his own injury history, you know, where he also has to stay healthy. Because that's the other part of it. You know, you see a lot after the trade happened was about, let's just get some packages where he can just run and do some stuff like that. Like, well, do you really want to stunt his growth as you're trying to make him into a quarterback? You don't really want him to be, um, oh, what's his name? the belldozer package at Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is Blake the NFL. Bell, right? Former Dallas Cowboys right. tied in. Chiefs, Cowboys, back to Chiefs. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, you don't really want to do that with, with Trey Lance. You have visions of him having the ability to be a starter in the NFL. And if it's not for your team, you want him to be there because, let's be honest, if, the, if you have a quarterback that shows starter traits, there's always going to be a value for that player. Yeah, and I like what you said, Isaiah, about um, him not having the pressure anymore. Coming in as a number three overall pick, you have pressure from the moment you walk on that stage and shake Roger Goodell's hand. Mm. And being able to just take that away, that, that pressure off his shoulders and be like, hey, we're going to give you these two, three years to figure this out. Mm. And I, I believe it would be three more if, if the fifth year option is, is exercised, correct? So, yeah, um, yeah that pressure is such a huge thing to take off of somebody, especially as a quarterback. Uh, if you're a quarterback or a kicker, being able to take any pressure off your shoulder is very important. It, the it, wild storyline, real quick, the wild storyline from all of this will be, because I, I, the way I rank the NFC is it's it's the Niners, Eagles, and Cowboys, and then everybody else. Yeah. And if it's an NFC championship game <laughs> where it's the Eagles and Niners again, like how crazy is it that they both made some terrible decisions at quarterback Eagles paying Wentz, mm -hmm. trading three ones and a, and a three for, for Trey Lance. And then you're able to get away from that, and it doesn't even set you back. Because that was always the thought. Like, you better hit, man. You trade these three ones for this quarterback. You better hit on this guy, or you guys are going to be digging out of a hole forever. And it's like, there's been no hole dug at all from those two teams. That is that is wild to think about because of this being such a quarterback-driven league. You, you end up, and I think the comparisons between Brock Purdy and Trey Lance are even mind-boggling. The fact that Lance was the number three overall pick, Brock Purdy was literally Mr. Irrelevant in the draft right. just one year ago. I, it, it, it's always very, very odd to, to see how this league works out. And you said it happens quick in the league, right? I mean, it always it does. It does. I mean, and from a lot, I mean, it's just, people do just have to wait and see. Yeah. But I could tell you from a former player's perspective, even when I left here, when I got cut by Dallas, when I was playing for Dallas, I had a ton of injuries and a ton of stress and frustrations and trying to learn a new position and not getting the coaching. All, all, there's a whole lot of things that went into my time here that didn't pan out the way I wanted. But when I got released and then I got picked up again, you talk about the weight off your shoulders. Mm. Oh, crap. I went. I left here and went to New England, and I was a whole other person. A completely different person when I stepped on the field out there. There was no expectations that I had here. I didn't have people looking at me, you know, saying, oh, you're injury prone, all that kind of stuff. Like, all that weight was off my shoulder. And I was doing things out there that I hadn't done, even remotely thought about doing here in Dallas. So it does play, in, uh, play a factor. Absolutely. Confidence is everything. Yeah. I don't care if you're a first pick in the draft or your last pick in the draft. As an athlete, your confidence is literally everything when it comes down to you. Can I execute? If you have a question mark in your head on whether or not you could do something or I have to do it perfectly because I'm going to get scrutinized for it, like all those things add pressure. And yes, some people are going to say, well, he shouldn't be in that position if he can't handle the pressure. BS, he's a human being, right? And yeah. he's a young human being at that. 
he now he gets to find his way into an organization that is an amazing organization. They take care of their players, right? The, the development is going to be there. He has people that are going to love on him. The competition is going to be there. All those things come into it. And now guess what? He's rejuvenated again. And he gets to find his way, maybe even for the first time as a football player. And, and to, to your point on that, Isaiah, so the Niners played Friday night. And after their game, their GM, John Lynch, was available, and then their head coach, Kyle Shanahan. And both these are separate press conferences. And at different times, both of them talked about sitting in the room with Trey and telling him, hey, this is what happened. We end up trading you to Dallas. And they both talked separately about how excited he was. So it just really makes me think of what you just said on and, that. And you hear it. John Lynch said, we might have gave up on him too early, right? Shanahan said, we might have gave up on him too early. One of my boys who's on the coaching staff over there said they quit on him. Mm. Like, when you know all that is going on around you, right, and you know everybody's looking at you, looking at you with negative uh, intentions, you can't be you. You can't play. You can't. They already have chosen their winner, right? That's their that's their Purdy's their due, right? Barring whatever circumstances right. took place, that's their due. There's nothing, regardless of where I was drafted, that I can do that's going to convince them unless I just do everything perfectly. Well, it goes back to what John said about Will Greer early on. If if you have a guy that comes in and fills in in a role and wins games, Brock Purdy last year as a starter, he started eight games. He was seven and one. Yeah. And, of course, they went to the NFC Championship game. Mm -hmm. Purdy was able to lead that team because, much like the Cowboys defensively, the 49ers have some dogs right. on the defense. As long as you take care of the football offensively, you're going to win games, i.e. Cooper Rush yep. with the Cowboys, Will Greer as the third-string quarterback. What else do you do? Mm -hmm. Trey Lance, it's a, it's a different situation because he was a number 3 overall pick. Right. That's the difference between Will Greer, who was a top 100 pick in his own right, and Trey Lance, and then it also the age factor comes into it too, with it being just uh, twenty something. You're twenty. Is he going into his age twenty four season? Is he turned twenty four this he year? Just turned twenty three. Just off turned twenty three. And before either way, that's that's one, not very not experienced. Just while it's fresh on everybody's mind in terms of giving them a visual of what it's like to know that you're a dog at a position, know that you're a player, you belong in this league, and things just happen and it kind of takes away your confidence, and then something else happens that triggers you just to be relaxed. What did Will Greer just do after he was told that you don't have the pressure of being for the first spot in his life? Yeah. yeah. Literally. He's like, I know I could play in this league. Oh, guess what? You're not going to be on our team anymore. You're auditioning for everybody else. Cool. Say less. Right. Ball. <laughs> yeah. Bet. Uh, Trey Lance turned 23 in May. Okay, so yeah, so this is his age 23 season. He's got a long way to go, no doubt about it. And he's he's got an uphill challenge, but from everything Isaiah's saying, everything John's saying, even Nick Harris over here, I I feel very good about this situation for Trey Lance. And if you're if you're upset about the fourth-round pick, you're upset about that and losing the, the draft picks, I love draft picks as much as anybody in the business. This is a good value, and this is somebody that I think is going to help your football team in the long run, whether or not it's it's as a quarterback or it's as a trade bait, whatever it ends up being down the line. This is a guy that I think you can you can really rely on and grow on. We'll talk more about Trey Lance, I'm sure, as the, the season goes along. We're probably going to talk about him as much as any backup quarterback in the NFL, along with the national media. But when we come back, Let's play the 53-man game. Let's try and build this roster. We've got GMs in the vicinity today here on Talking Cowboys. We're going to make this roster ourselves and try and fix the Cowboys to go and win a Super Bowl here in 2023 when we come back here on Talking Cowboys. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. 
Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. Want to use the Cowboys locker room's favorite products? Check out the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word cowboys. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Hey, honey, can we talk? Of course. What's up? Well, I just thought you should know. I've been curious about the new Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream. <gasps> Have you felt this way a long time? No, I just think I'd really like the taste of Dr. Pepper swirled with layers of flavor. If you feel that way, I think you should try it, babe. It's amazing. I mean, you're amazing, too. <laughs> new Dr. Pepper Strawberries and Cream. The new flavor you deserve. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Back to Talking Cowboys. This portion of Talking Cowboys is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super-trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Welcome back in. To the SWBC studios, of course, Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. We have Nick Harris, John Machota, Isaiah Stanback. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Gentlemen, you want to play GM for a little bit here? Let's go. How's Let's that it. sound? Do it now. Love it. So we're going to build this Cowboys roster position by position. We're going to go all the way up and down. And I mean, we just got done talking about quarterbacks, right? But let's go ahead and uh, let's let's see what we can do for the quarterback position as a whole. Let's start with. Dak Prescott, you think we're keeping this guy around this year? You think he's good to go? Probably pretty safe. Eh. Wow. Okay. Uh, that would be something deeper. Preseason, you know. I just. <laughs> uh, how many quarterbacks are you keeping on the fifty-three man roster? New rule intact in, in here. Do you keep three guys, or do you only have the two, uh, and and have Cooper Rush kind of up and down? I don't think that's necessarily a possibility, right, John? No, I don't think so either. It'll be three. So when they made the move for Trey Lance. Uh, you also you gave up one of your roster spots on your on your fifty three, but also you also gave up a fourth round pick that I'm not saying they would have traded a fourth, but I was of interest again if I'm being the GM right now 
I, I had some interest in possibly shipping a fifth or a sixth around this time for some offensive line depth help. And now that I just traded my fourth, I don't know how much I want to trade one of my yeah. fifths or sixths. Does that kind of get point. you taken care of at that point? Yeah, I don't know. Like that kind of, I mean, maybe if it's one for, usually they want to trade ones that are in that next year's draft. That's what teams want in re- return. So now I'm kind of sitting there going, well, this move prevents me from possibly doing that. So uh, we'll see. Maybe they're a little bit uh, riskier than I am. Yeah, uh, I that was the one weird thing about the Trey Lance trade was the timing of it. You would think that backup quarterback was not nearly as high on the list from a priority standpoint as maybe some offensive line depth, some linebacker. That was the it's, one. It's surprising. Red flag. It's one there. of the most surprising moves that the Cowboys have made in a while, and it's one of those where I feel like the Cowboys are always mentioned with anybody that's on the trade talks or a free agent. And there wasn't a lot of like real chatter about this, you know, and, and you find out that 49ers really wanted to trade him to the AFC, but then the Cowboys come in with clearly the best offer of anyone. So I think it surprised the Niners and probably most of the league. By the way, the, the quarterback rule, the emergency QB rule change that the NFL puts in this season, teams who are carrying two quarterbacks on their active roster on game day may carry a third emergency quarterback from the 53-man roster who does not count against the team's game day roster. So it, they do count toward the 53. You don't get really a break there, but it doesn't count toward the 48 on game day whenever you have to activate all those guys. It has to be uh, on the 53. So we're keeping three guys. We're down to 50 roster spots. Running back, Tony Pollard, Deuce Vaughn. Is that, the, is that RB2 right now? Do you feel pretty comfortable about are you keeping three guys? What do you think, Isaiah? Ooh. Keeping three? I think you're four. Going four deep? Who's your four? Uh, I think you are going with, obviously, TP. You got Jones. You got Deuce Vaughn. And I think you have to keep Rico. You're keeping Ronald Jones you're, on the roster? Yeah, you're keeping Ronald Jones? I, I, no, it's just a question. Yeah, I'm I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think they, they hold on to him all the way through camp just to let him go. I think maybe the hold on part was to see if he could be ready for a last preseason game. I I see I see it being tough keeping him around. Personally. Um and that would be tough too. Um especially considering his two game suspension. Me, it, it's it's Tony, Rico, Deuce Vaughn, and then the question becomes and it's been posed in the last 36 hours is it Sean McEwen or Hunter Lipke that takes that extra offensive spot I'm taking McEwen yeah McEwen all day. yeah yeah what do you think John yeah I'm going three running backs I'm going Rico Dowdle uh Tony Pollard and, and Deuce Vaughn I think I'm going there too I think you've seen enough from Malik Davis I like the the possibilities of Hunter Lipke but just on this roster right now and I, I think you could get away with putting Ronald Jones maybe on Puff to start the year and kind of stash him for a little bit if that's the case, you keep him around. Yeah, I don't know what the value will be on him with him not playing and then the fact that he's suspended for the first two games. I don't True. know. Maybe somebody does. But if you if you put a player, they have to be active to serve those two-game suspensions, right? I believe so. Okay. So, yeah. Don't quote me on that, but I, I think so. I think at the case, at this case, I think we're keeping three running backs and we're moving, moving along. All right, let's go to wide receiver. Got CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup, Jalen Tolbert, Devontae Turpin. Turpin took the pads off in that last game. Pretty set there. So there's five no-doubters. Mm-hmm. Who's your sixth guy? Who earned the spot to be the sixth guy? Or do you keep five and roll with it that way? I was about to say, do you go, need six? I think they go five receivers, four tight ends. Okay. You you keep the extra tight end, save a roster spot. Yeah, I think, this, if anything, this, that this saves is, a roster spot defensively. This is a two-tight end offense. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if everybody's recognized that yet, but this is a two tight end offense. Majority of this offense is is the foundational pillar of it is two tight ends. So if you go into it with three tight ends, yeah, yeah, you're playing with fire. So you need four guys up there. I agree with you guys on a running back situation. I just didn't know how the Jones situation is going to pan out. So sure, four tight ends, five receivers. I don't. I think if you keep a six, you're forcing it. And then you're, you have too many guys on defense to be loading up with guys on offense that you may not utilize. I mean, they love to keep their draft class, but I just haven't seen enough from Jalen Brooks for me to not be able to let him mm-hmm. or and Simi go and mm-hmm. not think that one of these receivers. I mean, heck, you look at like even the game Tyron Johnson had on yep. Saturday night. Like, it's kind of like running back for me too here. I just wide receiver and running back when you're talking about a fourth running back a sixth wide receiver come on guys everybody this isn't the only team cutting down to 53 like you can't tell me there's not going to be some guys out there when everybody else on, on one day is going from 90 to 53 you cannot tell me that there's not going to be six receivers that are out there Completely six agree. seventh eighth uh quality offensive linemen probably not six mm-hmm. seventh eighth quality defensive linemen probably not running back and wide receiver i think you can find somebody so are you keeping five guys? Five guys. That's the five you said. Yeah. Rolling with the five. Yeah. yeah. I, I would like to maybe take a chance on Jalen Brooks here. I've seen enough I from Simi I think he would Fajoko. clearly be the six. I really do. Yeah, I, I've seen enough from Simi Fajoko. I love the guy. I really do. I think I think he's run the course here. And then he's given plenty of opportunities either to stay healthy or to continue growing into a role. And neither, way, neither one of those things has happened since he was drafted. So I think Brooks is really tight for me. That, that was going to yeah, be like yeah. that's one of my – first three or four cuts off of there, but I kept an extra defensive lineman, an extra DB that yeah. you guys might disagree with him when we get to that, but that's what it came down to. Also, the fact that I just found out that we're going to have uh, trade a fourth-round pick for Trey for Lance. Trey Lance. So that changes I think too. it takes up a roster right. spot. Brooks, you can roll the dice on him clearing waivers because what we know of Brooks, the majority of that has come in practice. Mm-hmm. True, yeah. Good point. Yeah. There's no tape on it, no yeah. film on it. I, so I'll say five – Maybe six, but six in parentheses right now. But we're, we're keeping five receivers, four tight ends. Uh, John Stevens on IR, so you don't have to worry about losing the rookie this year. Jake Ferguson, Peyton Hendershot, Luke Schoonmaker, Sean McEwen. Everybody give the tight end. Yeah, there's your four. So offensively, in terms of the skills positions, right now we have 15 positions taken up. Three quarterbacks, three running backs, five wide receivers, and four tight ends. And that's where we've got going forward. Now, this is where it gets interesting. This is where things can get crazy. Offensive line. How many guys are you keeping? We'll start with the, the starters. The starters are going to stay there. Terrence Steele, Zach Martin, Tyler Biotish, Tyler Smith, Tyron Smith. All right, who's next? Who would, who would like to go? Well, there's no chance that they would let Awesome Richards go. Okay. I mean, even if he didn't look good, you, you're not going to get give up on a fifth-round pick that quickly. So there's six. Yeah, and, and I don't think they, they would move on from a let's go either just because of the fact that they don't. They don't really have any depth at, at offensive tackle. Um, I feel pretty confident with him. Oof. And I kind of feel confident. That, I, I don't feel confident with him as a player. I feel confident with them keeping him. <laughs> <laughs> but this is us as GMs. Right, right, I mean, right. do you want to move on from him and, if that's and, the case? And, and I would even say I think Chuma Dog is pretty safe just because of the investment yeah, they made. Probably IL. So then after IR. that, does, he go, does that count towards the 53 initially if he's going to go on PUP or IR? It, oh, yeah, he might not then. That's true. That's a good point. If it, he goes on IR, then he's done for the season. You do have to get down IR, to 53, but he, okay. but he can go on PUP initially. That's, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. So I think, I think you could probably get away with stashing. Uh, Those Truman are just Adoga. the names that I feel like from everything I've heard from the organization that they talk up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You could kind of you could probably throw Josh Ball in there, but him coming off the injury 
Uh, he seems like a guy that like probably won't be ready for a couple of months. And again, like we haven't seen enough on the field to think that. I'm just saying this is going off of what the way that they talk. But how severe is Josh Ball's injury? He left the game on Saturday. Did we get an update on that? We we didn't. I, yeah. I've seen there's there are some reports that he might be out for significant yeah, amount of a couple of months i think was a timeline by wow. one report but you know, okay so we'll maybe you can today. stash josh ball there too so matt will let's go awesome richards matt farniak i'm not on board with well, let's go okay, okay you're done with well, let's go if you're not hey, hold on, hold on. If, you're not, if you're not on board with matt well, let's go you probably should just keep seven offensive linemen and keep those other so rosters that's another thing i'll put it this way i believe that there are seven on this roster okay and I think that they're going to go grab two more. Yeah. And that would be, and that makes a ton of sense because that's the thing. Like, I always am stuck around offensive, defensive line around that number 10. Because sure. that's generally where, you know, you go over your 53s from the last whatever decade. It's usually in that neighborhood. Yeah. But why not go a little bit light at offensive line if you don't really trust your backup? Why not trust bringing in a couple of new guys? Like, because when I made mine, I put mine out this morning. A comment that I got was, and I'm sorry, I just have to laugh. <laughs> Where's your backup center? Who cares? <laughs> We're cutting down into initial 53. Do you think, hold on, did you see anybody that emerges your backup center? Is there anybody that's like, you don't want to let Hoffman get out there? Like, what are we doing here? They'll find a backup center. What are we doing here? Like, there's not, there's not uh, like eight, nine, ten guys on the offensive line that you're just like, man, we can't let him out of the room. Yeah. Y- you can't? Okay, if you say so. There's probably six guys total that right. if, if you put if you put them on, on waivers, they wouldn't stick around. The rest of the offensive right. line is going to make it right through waivers, uh, I think. TJ Bass is an interesting Bass guy. would be one guy. of the guys. I got, I got Richard and Bass are the only that's yeah. The, yeah. That, that completes the seven. Yeah, yeah. He would not read their waivers with the no. yeah. that he's put up. No. And I have Bass on mine, too. I just didn't know if you guys would agree with me. I, no, I actually I do. Okay. I, I do agree with Bass you. Bass and Richard. Say with your chest. Farniak has been around, but I, I don't think he had a good preseason. Uh, so thumbs up or thumbs down on on these three guys? Farniak? I, I would keep Farniak. I think he's unless got you have another guy that you can grab, I, I would say yes, unless there's somebody else that you can just go say, all right. I, I'll, I'll label Matt Farniak as an expendable retention. Correct. He, he doesn't have to be the guy, but he's a guy. And you've got him in the building. You might as well keep him on the 53-man roster. If we have to pick 53 from this list, Mm -hmm. then I'm taking Farnia. Yes, from this list. We're not trading anybody just yet. I wish we could, but that'd be fun. Uh, Brock Hoffman, yes or no? No. No. No, done. Okay. So, uh, TJ Bass, yes. Yep. Alec Lindstrom? No. 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 So, right now, we've got nine offensive linemen. You've got the five starters, Matt Farniak, split on. Well, let's go split on Awesome Richards and TJ Bass, two rookies that you feel pretty good about the way that they, they performed in the preseason. So nine offensive linemen up front. So that gives us a grand total of 19 on the offensive side of the football. Uh, just do the three special teams right now. I yeah, mean, three special yeah, teamers. Boom, there you go. There's, there's special now, there, teams. I will say with that, I don't know 100% on this, but I do think that there's a chance that they can do some of that. Uh, Tom Foolery. Yeah, where like Trent Sig, team snapper. Yeah, yeah. and he's still going to be your long snapper. So, But I would say just for our thing, I would just say three there. Okay. So right. I've done that in the past. Like C.J. Goodwin's another one. Like I could see C.J. Goodwin not being on the 53. I can see C.J. Goodwin also being active uh, Sunday night against the Giants, you know? Yeah, so that's true. Uh, okay. 
So 19 offensive players, three special teamers. We've got 22 roster spots taken up. Let's take our second break. When we come back, we'll do the defensive side of the football, starting with the defensive line. We've gone light on a couple positions already. Does that allow us to keep some of these talented defenders? When we come back, right after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Want to use the Cowboys locker room's favorite products? Check out the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word cowboys. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks girl, better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. This segment is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. Welcome back into our Talking Cowboys 53-man roster special with Isaiah Stanback, John Machota, Nick Harris, I'm Kyle Yeomans, our fellow GMs building this roster. I misspoke in the first segment. We have 24 offensive players, three special teamers. So we have 27 roster spots accounted for at the moment. We kept three quarterbacks, three running backs, five wide receivers with a possible sixth, four tight ends, and nine offensive linemen. And then, of course, you keep your three guys. Everybody, very quickly, feel good about Brandon Aubrey and what he showed on Saturday. I thought it was impressive in my own right. I think he's earned at least a shot yeah. to to earn it full time. I'll say this, and I, I wrote about it as soon as the game ended. He's He's earned the right to be on that flight to New York. 
Nice. As far as anything further than that, I think you know you reevaluate re during the bye week to see if you can keep him throughout the season. But I think the trial run needs to continue into the year. I, I think he's showed too much good stuff to dump on him this early, uh, and hitting a 59-yarder certainly helps. <laughs> but I, I was even writing that beforehand. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I want to see him continue to get those opportunities. Very much so agree on that one. Okay. Uh, hold on. I, uh, I hate – the, the national TV shows where very rarely – I shouldn't say all of them because there are definitely some times when uh -huh. guys will come back and point out when they were wrong. So I can't rip the Brandon Aubrey thing because I'm the guy that wanted them to draft Jake Moody, Cade, sure. Cade York. Moody's hurt. Cade York doesn't look that great. So And those would have taken you know notable picks to get one of those guys. If this doesn't work out, you didn't really give up anything. Mm -hmm. You know, you just signed Brandon Aubrey. And so the after the first 59-yarder – it was so bad that I was like, oh, I don't know. But then the second one, I was kind of like, all right, nah, maybe maybe he's yeah. got it in him. But like that first one, the way it kind of like knuckleballed all the way to the left, I'm like, oof. I don't yeah, know. but it went like 64 it yards. Did, he still had, had distance. Which, which is interesting because I've, I've felt throughout training camp and preseason, they've almost been like trying to protect him from kicking mm -hmm. long kicks. And so when they bought him out there for two different 59 yarders, they clearly believe he has the leg. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine with that. Okay, there you go. So I, I do like that. Keeping it, keeping it accountable, John yeah. Machado across the table. I like it. Yeah, I like to point out when I'm an idiot. <laughs> Same here, honestly. It happens pretty often. All right, defensive line. This is where things also can get interesting because it's a different conversation than offensive line in the fact that it's too deep to really limit it. So let's start with the starters. Demarcus Lawrence, Jonathan Hankins, Osa Digizua, Dorrance Armstrong. We're not counting Michael Parsons in this list. He's going to oh, stay with the linebackers. Guys, huh? okay. He's going to stay with the linebackers right now. <laughs> there are two different schools of doing There's 53. completely One different thoughts. Okay. Uh, completely different thoughts. But okay. I'm going to keep him at linebacker. Okay. And then I'm going to go the second level. Sam Williams, Mozzie Smith, Dante Fowler, and then are those all locks? We feel pretty good about those names that I just yes, mentioned. Yeah. So that's seven. Here are some of the bubble guys. Did you say Viliami Fahoko? I have not. He's on it. You think he's done? Yeah. He's good? Yeah. Isaiah and, seems to disagree. And, and, has, and has nothing to do with anything he's shown. Fourth round pick. It's the fourth round pick and just the stuff I've heard about how high they were on him going in. I just do not think they will cut ties with him this early. And I, to your point, I know you don't. <laughs> The way Isaiah's looking at me, I'm telling you, I just would not be like. I, I think they're going to keep him. I think he's locked in. I agree. I, really I, think, I think they're going to be gun shy on John Ridgeway. I think they're going to exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. That's yeah. what it is. The Ridgeway factor. Yeah. You don't think, letting you him don't go too thrilled. early last year. It goes to Mike McCarthy's point of um, not wanting to give up on guys too early, and that would be giving Absolutely. up on a guy too early. So what does that mm. put us? What's the numbers on that? So that would be eight currently. Okay. That leaves Neville Gallimore, Chauncey Golston, and Quentin Bohanna. I'm 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 on. With Neville Gallimore. I am as well. And I, I know I a lot I of people too. argue that point, but I don't love anything that's going on beyond my starting defensive tackles. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sitting there saying Neville Gallimore is, is going to be a pro bowler, but I at least feel solid about him. So when you have him and Mozzie as kind of being your next two guys there. But now, of course, they think that, you know, Chauncey and Fahoko can help at defensive tackle. I don't, I'm not as confident about that. So, right, so I, keep, you, I keep Neville. So. You're keeping Neville or I you're am. cutting Quentin Bohana? I am, yes. I am as well. I Me think I, I would agree with that. I don't know why you would need Mozzie, Hankins, and Bohanna. Yes. On the, a roster that they've, everybody in the organization has talked about how hard it's going to be to cut down this 53. I just don't know how you would keep all three of those because then you're going to have to go short somewhere else. Well, in, you think about it with Bohanna when he was drafted in the sixth round. It was not a high pick. It was a six-round pick out of Kentucky. Yeah, He was brought in to be the run stuffer, the big trash can full of dirt right in the middle of that defensive line. Now you've got two of those guys that 
actually have some game reps and success. Uh, I mean, of course. And Hankins. if you don't use, hey, it's not like, I mean, the video has surfaced. Yeah. It's not like it's it's that crazy to think that they don't go Mozzie Smith in the first round. Sure. They go the offensive lineman. And if that happens, maybe they don't draft a defensive tackle until the third, fourth, fifth round. Maybe you need Quentin Bohanna. But yeah. after you got Mozzie Smith, it was going to make it tough. In, Completely. In Completely. What about Chauncey Golston here? This one's hard for me. This, this one's tough this for me. This is what it is for me. If you want to take... <laughs> I, I love think, the candidate. I think you go a little bit light at defensive tackle to try to resi- uh, try to retain Mr. Number 53, Isaiah Land. Ooh. Okay. Okay. The 53 stands for he's going to be the 53rd man on the roster. Oh, wow. Interesting. Bubble guy. So we're sitting at... One, two, three, four, eight, nine. That would be 10, I believe. If my To, to keep Chauncey would be, would be 10? To keep it land or Chauncey would be 10. Oh, yeah, because I'm not even looking at Yeah, okay. I, I'm open to, to trying to you know keep land So you're saying squad. it's between Chauncey Golson and Tyrus Wheat. Or, I mean, excuse me, and, and Isaiah Land. Those Correct. are your two guys. Correct. Who would you keep in that instance? Zero, one, or two. You could keep none of them, one no. of them, or both of them. I, I like Land a lot, but I don't, I don't think that they can afford to try to keep another mm-hmm. one of uh, for what he does. For this team. Well, yeah. and keep it in mind that Chauncey Golston was a third round pick. That's, that's another thing. That it's, is it's big. A day two pick and a top 100 guy. If if you're going to let him go, he will probably not pa- pass through waivers because he has it. the high the high upside. Isaiah Land was an undrafted free agent. I get it. He may slip through. I've watched three games though, and that's Isaiah Land has had the impact. So what are we doing? Are we cutting Cha- Chauncey Golston here? What's what's happening? I am. Okay. Oh man, that's hard for me. I don't know if I. Yeah, we're split here. Get, I was going to keep get a, him too, just because he's a third. See, I, I don't get. So. I don't get attached to that draft pick. Dude. Yeah, I just don't. I personally. Well, don't. As we go I, later, I already am cutting a third. So you are. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's some foreshadowing. Uh, okay, so nine, no, ten offensive linemen. I mean, ten defensive linemen. They're from the same right. draft class. I got nine. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Same round. I mean, are we cutting both of these third round picks. So, are we cutting Nation Wright? Should we just go ahead and go to the cornerback spot? Oh, I can totally see you guys disagreeing with me on that. I just, it's just, it's pretty heavy at that spot there. And if you're going to keep Eric Scott and some of these other guys, yeah, Kelvin Joseph, like, I mean, it gets to be a numbers game. You keep Juan Ye, Mark, Mark Weisbell. Believe me, there's tons of guys that have stood out, but I mean, you can't keep everybody. So, but not, I mean, I will not be surprised if Nation Wright's on the team. Yeah. Ste- Stefan Gilmore. Trayvon Diggs, Eric Scott, Deron Bland. You really feel quick. pretty good about Are those we taking four? nine or ten defensive I'm not keeping Eric Scott. Okay. Ten. With Land or Golston? With Land. With Land, okay. Yeah, just because just you, you, you fought for it. But I'll say Land slash Golston because I think I would flip-flop it. I think I would keep okay. Chauncey and I would, take, I would take a, over, a over, risk on Over Lance? Over yeah, Land. Let's keep Chauncey. <laughs> over Lance. 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 <laughs> over Trey Lance? Yeah, no. Land. L-A-N-D, everybody listening. Uh Corner, real quick. So, 10 defensive linemen, corner, Stephon Gilmore, Trayvon Diggs, Deron Bland. You're not keeping Eric Scott? I'm not. You're not? You didn't see enough from him? I did not. Six-round pick. I mean, they've expended six-round picks before. Yeah, I mean, they traded up. What did they trade to get him? They traded up to go get him. Uh, yeah. yeah, top of the six. Traded up yeah. fifth? I, mean, I, I think it was fifth. next year's fifth yeah. to go get him. I mean, that you think that they can better. keep Scott and Nation right? Or do no. you think it's one or the other? It has to be one or the other. Well, I'm keeping Nation in that book then. Yeah, me too. I I think I would be too. Um, 
let's let's go let's go back to linebacker oh i also think calvin joseph's on this team by the way oh stop this okay yes i'm out on that stop this uh micah leighton vanderesh jabril cox damone clark overshone's going to ir devin harper yeah yeah what about malik jefferson no no i agree done Done or IR? Well, I'm keeping 17 safeties that hopefully some can play linebacker. So I'm going thin at linebacker. <laughs> I, like, I like Malik Jefferson a lot. I yeah. do too. He played well. He, like he really did. You can't help getting injured. I mean, I'm not sure what the severity of his injury yeah. is at this point. Yeah. I think the saving grace for Malik is special teams. Yeah. 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 Um, Solid on special teams. It, it depends who they want to fill that overshone slash Luke Gifford role. And if it's Jefferson, it's, it's Jefferson. If it's Lipke, it's Lipke. If it's McEwen, you know, so That's on, the so thing. Like, and that's, that's a whole other topic. Maybe we could talk about that on Wednesday. But yeah. like, I, yeah. think, I think that's Wanye Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. And Could nobody's be. talking about that. Everybody keeps talking about Marquise Bell. I'm like, Wanye's bigger. Yeah, yeah. he is. <laughs> and more aggressive. He plays downhill. Yeah. Uh Devin Harper, the the fifth one there. So are you keeping you keeping five linebackers? Five linebackers. I'm keeping four Throwing. because I don't think Micah Parsons is a linebacker. But yes. Okay, Micah that's Parsons fair. I, understandably, <laughs> we're just using it as a de- as 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 a we're in a safe space we're just, here. We're just originally I had numbers 10, game. Originally I had ten D linemen, including right, right. Micah Parsons. <laughs> Which I didn't I, have yeah. Isaiah. Now Lance, you have so nine. Now I have nine D linemen. But yeah. you guys are at. 10. We're going to go to ten. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and then we've got the five linebackers, including Micah Parsons. Right. Safeties. Uh, safeties, because I, I I'm still. Corner's got a lot of questions for me. Yeah. Safeties, J-Ron, Donovan, Malik. There's your three. Who are you keeping? Marquise at? Bell, Wanye Thomas, Israel McCormick. You're keeping six safeties. Yeah. Yep. You're keeping six yeah, safeties? Because you use them as a linebacker. When, you, when, yeah. when Overshone went down, I, I bumped up the – and uh, hold up. When Overshone went down mm-hmm. and they didn't immediately try and add a linebacker, that was – Telling. Yeah. Because, honestly, going back to the six-receiver thing, or uh, not keeping six – if they need a sixth receiver, they'll go get a T.Y. Hilton-type guy during the season. If it gets to that level where someone's getting hurt or something like that, they're not going to be like, oh, man, we only kept five. We could really use this receiver. right." They'll go out and get another receiver if they need to. If you're if you're taking six safeties, you would have to trust one of those guys to step in and play nickel or corner at yeah. some point, which, yeah. which yeah. is fine. Is yeah, uh, because when it comes to actual corners, you only have five spots there. That's why I didn't carry 10 D linemen. Yeah. And if we're keeping six safeties, <laughs> I have six safeties, six corners on my list. Yeah. If you're keeping six safeties, then that leaves us then five cut, spots for corner. Yeah. The, then you cut Lander Golston because you yeah. feel too good about. That's what I say, Isaiah, You feel too good about the pass rush. I can't see Isaiah yeah. Land being there. That yeah. makes sense. So you would go sense. down to nine defensive linemen, mm-hmm. ten if you want to include Micah, and you would give you would give six spots for six, six safeties, corners. Six corners. Six safeties, six corners. Man, 12 on the secondary. That's fair. I get it. How Dan Quinn uses his defense, that's, that's where it fair. Is. You're light. He's, you're, you got four down linemen. You got two linebackers. You always got six, six DBs on the field. Okay, where does C.J. Goodwin fit into that mix? He's on a specialist side. Is no? No. Three specialists is punter, kicker, right. and, and uh, holder. So do you keep a spot for C.J. Goodwin? It feels like every year they find a way to do so. Yeah, they'll figure it out. Um, so he's still here, is yep. what you're you're saying. Yep. So there's one. So we're at fifty four. You got five spots. <laughs> Gilmore, Bland, Diggs. For sure. There's your your three. Now and you're you down to one two. More. That's one, isn't it? Or two. Yeah, yeah, two. yeah. yeah. My yeah. bad. Two spots from there. Eric Scott, Kelvin Joseph, Nation Wright. Pick two. Pick two out of those guys. You mean Nation? Okay. And what was the other one? Eric Scott. Eric Scott or Kelvin. Oh, Eric Scott. 
I'm so you, you are going to keep. Calvin I mean, if, Joseph if that's, if that's what we're down team, to, I'm just watch. I'm telling you, Calvin Joseph's going to make this team. Just watch. I, I get, I get the thought process. I really do. But if you were making the decision, John, would he say, make the team? Oh no. <laughs> but you think he will make the team? Yeah. So that's, does that mean it's tough for Eric Scott to make it? No, I got, regard? I got right off the team. Oh, you Which, okay? Yes, so out yeah, of the, oh, the back yeah. three so, guys, hey, if you're saying if I'm picking it, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm keeping right over Kelvin Joseph. I'm saying I don't think they, they would. Well, I think if it came down to those two, I think they they would keep Kelvin. I think Joseph. I agree with you absolutely, completely. I, I think I don't 100. But I I'm think keeping. If I'm doing GM work here, I would keep Nashawn Wright and Eric Scott, but I don't think they'll do that. I'm over here looking at what you guys are talking about. I wanted to look up the 2018 roster because I feel like that's probably when. <laughs> Just the fact that they're we're keeping six safeties. Twenty eighteen, they had like Jeff Heath, Xavier <laughs> Woods. I mean, Barry Church wasn't even around anymore. No, like I mean, it was just so thin at safety. And then think that we're at this point now, we're keeping six. Of course, like like Isaiah said, though, it's because of it's because of Dan Quinn, you know, and the way he plays defense or the way he schemes up his defense. That's why you keep those. That's the way I almost look at it. Is like you can't just look at it as these are just safeties. It's because it's like this linebacker safety hybrid type flex. thing, right? Right. Position. Who would have thought going into this training camp that we would go short at wide receiver and shorter at defensive line than we originally well, would have thought? I wouldn't have went shorter at wide receiver if I didn't get this this quarterback thrown in my lap. Last yeah, right. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, it threw a wrench into it. But there's got to make a change. I guess you know a lot of people listening to this would be would probably disagree with me on uh, Neville Gallimore. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that think that they'll move on from him. Um, I don't disagree, by the way. I think he's on the team. And then uh, who was the other one? Kelvin. Oh, Kelvin Joseph. Yeah, so, Kelvin Joseph. So, yeah, I mean, and I have no argument. I mean, that's what's so interesting about it. I mean, those guys are all bubble guys that I have no problem sitting here saying that I have a difficult time picking some of these bottom four or five guys from the roster when no other time that I've covered the team have I heard as much from the coaches and the, and the front office talk about how difficult it would be to cut this down. So this is their full-time job, what they do, 365 and they're having a hard time with it, I'm just fine with me having a hard time with it. So, Beamer, if you could take my camera real quick if you want. Um, I'm going to show you just a visual representation of what we kept. I don't know if Beamer is able to Thank you, camera keep, keep one of the yeah, cameras. Which cameras we got? I'll I don't know which one are we going to get to. Can I hold it, that one right there? Yeah. Uh, you hold it. Yeah, you can hold, hold, hold it up there. But you've got you've got the visual representation of what the Cowboys are going to take in terms of the the <laughs> roster. This I don't is know what, if this is working. Come back out to your seat, John. Twenty four. You got the you got the one shot on your seat. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, there you go. There it is. So we can do it right there. So uh, three quarterbacks, three running backs, five wide receivers, four tight ends, nine offensive linemen to go to twenty four offensive players, nine defensive linemen, five linebackers, six corners, six safeties. Three special teams, so twenty six on defense and three on special teams, and those—that's the, uh, the the visual representation of that's how a we built solid this roster. Penmanship there from you. No, thank you. I, I've been working on that. I chose to use the spreadsheet. Got to be <laughs> got to be able to work on it a little bit. I just used the roster that we got in the press box. <laughs> Actually, I did the same thing, but I did it on 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 Photoshop to get it to to make it happen. All right. That does it for us here on Talking Cowboys. We will be back at 10 a.m. Central Time on Wednesday. We'll continue to look at what happens with the actual roster cuts now that we've we've played the games ourselves. We'll see just how close we were, and, of course, actually, we'll react to it as actually, well. Actually, we might not be here at 10 a.m. on Wednesday. 
Bum, 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 bum. Oh, yeah, that's right. Keep, keep an eye on flexibility if y'all are yeah. trying to do earlier day. practice this week so they yeah. can actually get outside when it's not 112. Yeah, I don't blame them. I really don't. All right. That's, that's not getting over 100 this yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not, not until the weekend. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just, I heard We're that in the it, 90s this week, baby. I just had sweater weather. Cold this front? has been the plan for a while, was to have a couple morning practices. Yeah. Because they want to get out on the grass. Get out out there. Yep. Natural grass. Gosh. Isaiah. Isaiah's never been more disappointed. Two days. Watching the heat waves in the stretch lines, buddy. All right, that does it for us. For Isaiah Stanback, Chris Beam in the back, we've got John Machota, Nick Harris, I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you at some point on Wednesday, but we'll be here, we promise, on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!